is a Woodside Church podcast. Well, good morning, everyone. Wonderful, wonderful to be here today, isn't it? So uh, thrilling to hear personal stories, this public declaration. Thank you so much for the three that got baptised. You did really, really well, uh, and it was such a privilege to be a part of your story, actually, as you declare your love of Jesus. This morning, I want to look at baptism, and uh, maybe for some of you, uh, you may be fairly new to uh, this type of church, and so you're sitting there thinking, uh, what on earth did I just see happen? Uh, I came uh, invited to uh, this event, and then I found that underneath the floor was a swimming pool, quite a small swimming pool, and, and then three people got into that pool, and a few words were said with them, and then they were dunked and held under the water. We didn't hold you too long, did we, I noticed, but uh, hold under the water Dunk, and then as they came up, 200 people cheered and celebrated. And like, what on earth is going on here? We do some interesting things, don't we? Or you may be looking at what's happening and you may be thinking, okay, well, what's so significant about today? I thought that, that actually salvation and a relationship with Jesus is about faith, not about works. It was about a relationship with him that is born out of turning away, repenting, and, and choosing to follow him, make him Lord of my life, our life, your life. So what is baptism all about, this strange uh, thing that we do? It, it's an interesting thing, isn't it? it it's funny, uh, uh, talking with Zara before, I don't know if you realise, but Zara's never seen a baptism before. So we thought it might be helpful to to baptise Joe first, and then at least Zara knew what was coming next, yeah? It's true, isn't it? But bless her, Zara read in the Bible, said, if you believe in Jesus, you get baptised. Simple as that. There are some things that are meant to go together, aren't there? I mean, you could probably, you can help me with this. There's Morecambe and... Okay, the older generation got that one. Okay, okay, okay. Some of you youngsters don't know what you're talking about. Okay, okay. More for your age. There's ants and... Oh, Colin shouted out, Dick. Who are you trying to kid? There's salt and... There's fish and... You see, there's some things that are meant to go together, right? There's Crystal Palace and struggling for survival. Again, again. There's believe and be baptised. You see, what we've just witnessed is uh, the most significant event, the most significant rite of passage, if you like, for a believer. For, for, I mean, I'm, I'm married to Dawn, and uh, 27 years ago... 27? 37... <laughs> Hey, hang on a minute, you lot. <laughs> Who side you on? No, silly question, right? Silly question. 37 years we got married. 37 years ago we got married. Uh, but you know, the most significant event in my life, hold your applause, was not getting married at all. The most significant moment, event, if you like, rite of passage, if you like, 
for a believer is baptism. But why? If we know that salvation isn't something that's achieved or earned in any sort of way, even through baptism, then why is this such a significant moment, significant uh, action, significant declaration for the believer? Well, I'd love to look at that this morning. Uh, I want to look at a few questions. The first is this. Why is baptism so important? Why is baptism so important? The first uh, reason why baptism is so important is because baptism illustrates Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. Romans 6, Paul, one of the writers in the New Testament, puts it this way. Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. Notice he says, who were baptized into Christ Jesus. There's an immersing in Christ Jesus. And in that, we were baptized into his death. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. When someone is baptized they are pointing to to an event that happened over 2,000 years ago that changed the whole of mankind. They're identifying with the fact that their saviour died, was buried, and rose again. Wow. Hang on a minute. What we just witnessed is more than just something for these believers This is something that they are choosing to do to point to the pinnacle, the moment that our whole faith is anchored upon. That's huge, isn't it? That's partly why it's so important. Second, and it comes from these verses as well, it's also a picture what happens to you or happens to them. It declares that you've been forgiven and your old life has been buried You don't have to feel guilty anymore about anything you've done wrong in the past or anything you would do wrong in the future because there's a new life. You're starting over again. That's what it's demonstrating. Our old life is dying. It's not a very chirpy story, is it? But but your old life is dying. You're illustrating, demonstrating that's what's happened to you through, through faith. Your old life has died and you come up with a new life, a new creation. Anyone who belongs to Christ has become become a new person. The old life has gone and the new life has begun. Two Corinthians, Paul writes these words, just because we see these truths in different parts of the Bible. He says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. They're saying that I'm dying to my old self and I'm coming up demonstrating the new life and the new self that God has given me. It's not saying that we then live a perfect life. So the good news is, the three of you, you don't have to live a perfect life. Hallelujah. But there is a new life. There's a new beginning that has come about and we're demonstrating today. Thirdly, why is this so important? Baptism does not make you a believer. It shows that you are a believer. It's really important. 
See, baptism doesn't save you and get you to heaven, as it were. Baptism shows that you are saved and you are going to heaven. Do you understand the difference? Now, I mentioned uh, incorrectly that I've been married 27 years. Uh, 37 years ago, I stood in front of a bunch of people, some of them in this room today, and I said two words. I said, I will. I will marry my sweetheart, the girl I'd fallen in love with. But I had absolutely no idea what I was letting myself in for. (laughs) I didn't really understand what it meant to be married. I'm still trying to figure out how I'm supposed to do this right. But it was a public declaration of my love for Dawn. In fact, we exchanged rings. Now, helpfully, because I've found out in marriage that my wife is very helpful for me, that on the inside is our anniversary. It's right, isn't it? Yeah, so I don't forget. (laughs) Or if I do forget, I have no excuses, yes? But we exchange rings. You see, the, the baptism is a little bit like the wedding ring of the Christian life. It's a symbol. It, it demonstrates so much meaning. But can you imagine if I said to Dawn 37 years ago, Dawn, I really love you, but can we just keep this a little under the radar? I'd like us to spend a life together, but I, I don't want to go public. And, and we don't have to do the ring thing, do we? You know, I, I don't want to make a big deal about this. Surely we can have a, a life together without making it a big public statement. And she'd say to me, are you ashamed of knowing me? Do you not want to make this a public thing? Do you not want to wear a ring that says you love me and you've given your, your promises to me? I mean, she'd say that. She said she would say an awful lot more, wouldn't she? Let's be honest. <laughs> you see, when we're baptized, we are saying that Jesus, you're everything to me. We're saying that I have fallen in love with you, and I want to live my life with you and for you for the rest of my days. It's such a powerful thing when we decide to be baptised. This isn't just a a nice add-on. This is a key way that we show publicly our commitment to Jesus. Fourthly, why is this so important? Well, baptism actually shows that you are part of God's family. You look throughout the New Testament, there's lots of examples. One would be uh, the beginning of the church when over 3,000 were came into faith for Jesus and they were baptised and were added to the community of believers. See, this is such an important thing for us. So why should we be baptised? It's important, but why should we be baptised? I've got four reasons why I think we should be baptised. Number one, Jesus set the example. Anything that Jesus did 
uh, or showed us or modelled to us, then we should follow and be obedient to him. At the age of 30, he went into the River Jordan and he was baptised by a guy whose name was John the Baptist. And he was symbolising what was going to come in his life. He was actually symbolising his death, his burial and his resurrection prior to the event where we symbolise it and recognise it after the event. So Jesus set the example. Secondly, God commands it over and over and over again in his word. It's wonderful, isn't it, that Zara read the Bible and thought, well, Christians do what Jesus says. Uh, I mean, it, it comes many times, but a famous moment is, is one of the final words that Jesus said to his followers. We, we know it as the Great Commission, don't we, in Matthew 28. He said this, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I'll be with you to the very end of the age. And thirdly, why should I be baptised? It's because it shows that you are a believer. It is that public statement. It is you saying, I declare this. I'm not ashamed of this. This is something that I want the whole world to know. While I was uh, prepping for, the, for this week, uh, I came across uh, quite a famous preacher who spoke on this subject uh, called Rick Warren. He leads a, a church in the States. A wonderful man, wonderful leader. And he tells this, this great story uh, when a small boy came up to him and said to, said to, to Rick Warren, he said, when am I going to be advertised? And, uh, and Rick said, well, so what do you mean? He said, no, no, I'd like to be advertised. And, and he didn't really uh, understand. But what the boy was trying to do, he, he'd heard of being baptised and he'd, he'd swapped it to being advertised. But actually Rick Warren says that's a really helpful way of understanding it. This is what Rick Warren says. He says, it's saying to the whole world, I'm not ashamed. I love God. I love Jesus. I'm not embarrassed by it. And I'm going to get my hair wet. It is American, can't you? I'm going to get my hair wet for it. It's a humble expression of saying I'm advertising my faith to the whole world. I like that. Baptism is an advertisement for Jesus. Fourthly, we are encouraged by Jesus to publicly declare that we belong to him. I don't think I've got the, the, the verse, but I'll read it to you from Matthew 10. Really challenging words. You know, sometimes Jesus says things that you think, oh, I wish he didn't say that. Have you noticed that? These are one of those. We think it's like there's a bit of an ouch here. And I'll just, I'll just unpack it a little bit. Matthew 10, verse 32, he says this, Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven. Wow, that's strong. Now, reading up on this, the NIV commentary helpfully says, this is talking about consistently disowning Christ results in being disowned by Christ. It's, dis it's consistently turning away from him, so just to explain. But there is something in those words that I think is, is, is worthy for this moment that Jesus is encouraging, publicly declaring that we belong to him. And the way that he has instructed for us to do as believers is to be <coughs> baptized. 
baptized amongst many other ways. So, and finally, this is probably one of my shortest talks ever. Yeah, yeah. See, I can do it. I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, just to land this. Now, I appreciate in a room like this, we would hope that many of you were already baptized. Amen? But it's really important that we understand why we do this. And it's important for those that maybe are not yet baptized. And finally, who should be baptized? Those who believe. You believe and baptize. Ant and deck, Morkum and wise. These things go hand in hand. Secondly, will I have to say anything? I mean, what we saw this morning was the three being baptized actually shared their testimony. Well, you don't have to do that. I've known people who have, sadly, who have chosen not to be baptized because they're thinking, I can't stand up and, 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 and do what I just saw this morning. So do you have to say anything in the way, give a testimony? No, you do not. The only thing you have to say is the words, I do, which Joe was very keen to say, <laughs> which was wonderful. And thirdly, I like to call this the Nike baptism. Sometimes you've just got to do it, folks. Yeah, you've just got to do what the Bible and Jesus encourages us to do. You have been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.